Before we get started, I want to tell you about my experience with Own It Fitness. Own It Fitness is a place that helped me discover my fitness goals. They did a full evaluation of my physical condition, and they set out a plan for me to be able to meet my goals. And on top of that, they found a way to be able to work with my busy schedule. And they can do that for you as well. Own It Fitness is the perfect place for professionals to find the friends that they need to help them meet their physical goals. If you're looking for a place that can help you, if you're looking for a place that's friendly and a place that will help you confidently meet the physical goals that you have for yourself, then check out Own It Fitness. They're on the corner of Mallory and Blakeow. This episode has been brought to you by Fremont Bank. Fremont Bank has been serving people and businesses in our community for over 60 years. For more information about the Fremont Bank, check out episode 104 on the Fremont Podcast. This episode has also been brought to you by Minutemen Press. If you are looking for design or printing needs, reach out to them. Let them know you heard about them on the Fremont Podcast. They'll give you 20% off on your first order. Banter Bookshop is your local go-to for all your reading resources. If they don't have it on the shelf, you can ask them and they can order it for you. Check them out on Capitol Avenue. Let them know that you heard about them on the Fremont Podcast. If you are looking to buy or sell a home, check out Petroselli Homes on Niles Boulevard. We have Scooby-Doo. We have yep. the Star Wars. Yep. Darth Vader has his candy cane striped lightsaber. We had to create that one because wow. the original version got stolen. Really? The just, just lightsaber? Just off a lawn. The, the six foot, no, no, the, the six foot Darth tall Vader? Darth Vader decorated wow. plywood got just disappeared off the lawn. Wow. It's like, wow. Coming to you straight from Fremont, California, this is the Fremont Podcast dedicated to telling the stories of the past and present of the people and places of the city of Fremont, one conversation at a time. Hello, Fremont. This is Chris, and I'm in Centerville. You're listening to episode 52 of the Fremont Podcast. Make it funky. Now, here's your host, Ricky B. Um, so we're back. I'm back in the basement of Devout, where my office is, um, and uh, I'm with Kate Amon. So Kate Amon is the president of Christmas Place. Is that is that would that be the event? Is Christmas Place okay. the five hundred one c three nonprofit? Is the Christmas Club? But that's just a technicality. The Christmas Club. So don't get that wrong. That's not Christmas Club. That's the Crips. Crips because it started on Crips Place. Crips Place. Okay. okay. Back in the nineteen sixties, it was founded by a neighbor. Robert Spider Cantley, who lived at the end of Cripps Place. Okay, so where, where is Cripps Place? Cripps Place is in North Fremont. Off, okay. It is a cul-de-sac off of Nicollet Avenue. Okay, so Nicol- not far from the Brookvale Shopping Center. So Nicollet Avenue is just a little bit north of American High School off of yes, Fremont Boulevard. Exactly. So he so he made the decorations and then he kind of bartered with his neighbors to put them up in their yards. He was described as a benevol- benevolent dictator, <laughs> affectionately. <laughs> what was what was his hope? What was the vision uh, behind this? Was it just to kind of make a spectacle for people to see, or what was the what was the idea? He raised funds. He handed out candy canes and took cash donations to fundraise for Leukemia Lymphoma Society because he had lost his mother, Nan, to leukemia. 
So this actually started not just as a like a holiday spectacle, but actually was a fundraiser that uh, it's been a yes a holiday. A uh, neighborhood holiday display and fundraiser since the 1960s. Wow, wow, that's incredible. So, um, so help me understand how this works. The fundraiser part. How does the how does the fundraising work? Well, we with hand all of out this? the candy canes for free. Okay. And take voluntary cash donations. Okay. So it's, it's basically the people who come and take advantage of of enjoying Christmas Enjoy, place. Yes. They get candy canes, and then they get the opportunity of contributing to the fundraiser that that that, that is sponsored. Is that correct? Right, and that's okay. how we get most of the donations. Okay. We get some nice online donations too now, in case you know people are cash sure, free. <laughs> sure, and they can find that at the website. Yes, um, okay. at christmasplace.org. Has that always been the organization that's received the funds from the fundraiser, or has that shifted over the years? Right. When I took over in 2005, after the founder, Spider Cantley, and his wife moved to Twain Hart, uh-huh. um, I wasn't sure if we'd have enough neighbors to have the energy to hand out the candy canes. Okay. So I th- had the brainstorm that let's involve local charities that if they get the funds, they provide volunteers to hand out the candy okay. canes. We were very simple the first year because okay. we didn't... We weren't an official nonprofit, and yeah. we didn't have a checking account. So I'm like, okay, local charities, if you bring volunteers to hand out the candy canes for this night, all the cash donations you just take. Wow. A treasure we had, uh, Richard, Dave Richards, got us incorporated. And I, I didn't appreciate at the time how much work it is to get to a nonprofit get, <laughs> to actually done. Get it going, I, yeah. I, I should have thanked him more. So yeah. he's, here's wow. this. I hope he knows that I'm greatly appreciative. Yeah, and That's great. after a while he moved away. We've had yeah. different treasures, but so you guys incorporated in two thousand eight. You said it finally came around two thousand and eight. So yes. all all the way up until that time, the vision of this fundraiser was to help support this uh, leukemia foundation, um, and then since then you've been able to support other organizations and and nonprofits along the way. Yes, I focused on local nonprofits because okay. it was very much a win win situation where. A dollar means more to one of our local nonprofits and helps our local community mm-hmm. than some of the big organizations. We still reserve money that goes to the Leukemia Lymphoma Society, mm-hmm. but other than that, we split up the money between uh, the now six local charities that we support wow. with the visitor funds. That's awesome. That's great. And we have a proper bank account with Fremont Bank now, who's also a sponsor. Awesome. And That's yes, great. so instead of handing the cash to a single charity at the end of the night. We collect all the funds over, tally them up, and then split them evenly between the local charities with a amount also reserved for Leukemia Lymphoma Society. When when things started to, like when he first started um, expressing his powers of that benevolent dictatorship, right? Yeah. Um, at what point did the neighbors, uh, do you feel like that was just, it just was like isolated to that one circle and and how long did it, it stay had, there and how long did how, how did it grow it just organically grew over the years before i took over in 2005 when i learned that it was a charity fundraiser i was enthusiastic to participate at that point because it was meaningful to me mm-hmm. and that's why we have such a good level of participation because it's meaningful and it's you know giving to charity which is motivating and then yeah. it helps us develop more community yeah that's awesome. So uh, when so I I've been through Christmas Place in the past years with my family. We've always enjoyed 
um, going through and seeing everything. Um, so if somebody, let's just say somebody has not yet experienced Christmas plays, what, what is the intended way for which it's supposed to be enjoyed? Like, like, um, like we drove through, but it sounds to me like a lot of people are walking through. I mean, they can't get candy canes really without like actually interaction. So what, what right, is actually, that? Actually, uh, at the end of Wellington Place, we have volunteers who hand candy canes to both pedestrians and okay. motors. Okay, okay. And and so these people who are manning these locations, these stations, uh, are they there every night of the week or is there certain times of the week that they're out there? Right. Starting next Saturday, December 10th. December there 10th. There will be volunteers from 6 to 10 p.m. Every night through December 28th. Oh, my goodness. Wow. They have extended it past Christmas Day, which used to be our stop date. Now, we keep the decorations lit mm-hmm. every evening through New Year's Eve. Okay. Okay. So, let's go back to the decorations because you were saying that um, the founder had plywood cutouts. Okay. And I actually... That's, that was, that's been one of the unique things for me as I visited that I've just... I don't see in a lot of other places that decorate for uh, the holidays. Um, so tell me a little bit. Um, has this, has this, um, I the the concept or the the reality of these plywood cutouts? Has this been kind of what makes Christmas um, a unique thing, or has that just they, people have just carried on cutting things out with plywood? We've uh, we've had I call the neighbors that create the plywood cutouts the creative works department, okay. and who that has been has varied over the years. Uh-huh. Like for quite a number of years, it was the Arnold family who lived on Nicolette Court before they moved away, and they've okay. made over about 150 of the decorations. Wow. They were like a, a factory, so we had wow. a lot, and so we have a consistent way. We we like them made so that they're easy to install. Yeah. And that they last long, that they're painted properly. We have a couple of decorations that are very vintage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. So and and these decorations, from what I remember as well, they're not just um, Christmas specific. Like well, there's we take a- classic and contemporary cartoon characters and movie yeah. characters yeah. and try to for the most part get a holiday touch on them okay but you know get santa hats or candy canes or so ornaments me, or gifts all give that. me an example of some of the some of the characters that that a person will uh, see when they go through christmas well, besides all the classic mickey mouse ones right. and disney yeah. characters yeah. we have scooby-doo we have yeah. the star wars yeah. darth vader has his candy cane striped lightsaber <laughs> we had to create that one because wow. the original version got stolen Really, the just disappeared off a lawn. The the six foot <laughs> no no this the six foot Darth tall Vader Darth Vader decorated wow. plywood got just disappeared off a lawn. Wow. It's like wow, that's mm. a hardcore. That so is. they tried to make sure to make it a little more holiday touch, and <laughs> I guess there cool. wasn't anyone as crazy as the first person. So <laughs> we've had Darth Vader ever since, and he's okay. got his okay. two stormtroopers next to him in ugly Christmas sweaters. Okay, that's awesome. Very cool. Well, speaking of Christmas sweaters, I'm actually wearing an ugly Christmas sweater from uh, Pie Dreams, which uh, we've interviewed in one of our first episodes. Uh, here, he uh, Ricky, um, the owner of Pie Dreams, makes has made these holiday sweaters, which I've loved. So I got my copy. But you're wearing a sweater that says "Happy Christmonica." Uh, Christmica. Yes, Happy Christmas. Had, so, so made for me, uh, handmade by one of uh, my niece, and it's got the Star of David on the top of the Christmas yes. tree. So, tell me a little bit about that because Christmas, obviously, and Hanukkah, are, they're both holidays around the same time, but they're different. So, tell me why are you wearing uh, Happy Christmas? Christmas. 
Well, my family, my heritage is Jewish. Okay. Um, so we like to include everyone. Okay. So we rather embrace the secular, inclusive mm-hmm. version of the holidays. Mm-hmm. It's really fun in my neighborhood because a lot of the newer neighbors are from India. So we have icicle lights and beautiful lights up, starting with Diwali. So I, oh. I love that. Okay. And yeah. they're very enthusiastic. Yeah. And my co-president, uh, my my shadow co-president, he never took an official title, Lauren Wiseman. Um, he's His family are Mormon. Okay. And we've just united over in being service to humanity. That's something that we have in common. Okay. And being inclusive. That's great. So for you, is this something that, like, have you, did, were you a decorator during the holidays before this, uh, before you became part of Christmas Place? Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Nope. So, so yeah, so you didn't, you were not a decorator. This is not something that you just did and decided to make it part of Christmas Place. This is something that is, uh, you started decorating because of this Exactly. Event. Okay. Exactly, because I really embrace the, I like to describe the mission as community, charity, and childhood joy. It's really great to really know all my neighbors uh-huh. and to have them feel so much more comfortable with each other and see yeah. them talking with each other. And find their skills and their artistry. That's awesome. You know, I'm I'm not fussy about. I, I will never be the most fancy decorated house. But my husband did want a couple decorations made, and he wanted to have them made. And he's like usually Mr. Bah Humbug. Okay. Okay. And so we have our two decorations now are the flying spaghetti monster with a parmesan shaker that says seasons <laughs> gratings. and an inside joke from the video game, the Untitled Goose Game, that has a no goose sign. Wow. And that, that, since that sparks joy for him, I'm like, okay, honey, that's what we'll that's have. That's great. That's great. That's a great <laughs> contribution. That's great. Well, you've embraced it quite a bit because not only do you have the uh, the happy Christmaca sweater on, but you've got the Santa Claus uh, and these hat were, earrings. Those are awesome. They were from Corey Glass that used to be here in Niles before okay. the Corey's, uh, Wayne and Sue, uh, retired and moved. Wow. Those are cool earrings. Like They're legit, like quality santa hat uh earrings yeah Very made cool. out of nice glass so that's cool i wish so you... i could have bought another pair this one's chip but oh, okay. you know kind of represents the, the wear and tear of yeah <laughs> of life yeah we'll be right back with the rest of the conversation in just a moment as i've gone through christmas place in the past you've had a big dale hardware uh plywood sign out there with all the others yes a plywood sponsored decoration okay and as you know uh dale hardware is uh, a sponsor of our podcast um you said that you were a shopper at dale hardware right oh yeah 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 we're frequent shoppers at dale hardware we like the fact that it's part of the ace uh hardware cooperative okay we embrace okay cooperatives and and um what is it that you enjoy most about dale hardware that they have a lot of helpful employees that know what they're talking about They've got good garden stuff, yeah. good, yeah, plywood and <laughs> all, all the, sorts all of the stuff that's needed. Yeah, yeah, they're very, they're especially well tuned towards the local needs of people in Fremont of these different neighborhoods and the type of houses. They know the parts that are needed. Uh, whenever I drop into Petroselli Homes down in Niles, Jennifer Petroselli always treats me with great respect. Jennifer and John Petroselli have been in the housing market 
for a long time. They built homes. They've helped develop homes throughout the city of Fremont. And now they are selling and buying homes for people who are trying to make Fremont their place. I don't happen to be in a place in my life where I can buy or sell a home, but John and Jennifer Petroselli treat me like family. And I know that if they do that for me, then I know that they'll do that for you as well. So if you're in the market for buying or selling your home, then why don't you drop by Petroselli Homes on Niles Boulevard, where you too can make your housing dream come true. Now, back to our episode. So how long have you lived in Fremont? Like you've been a part of this for, for you know, maybe going on a couple decades, almost, almost uh, coming up here. How long have you actually lived in Fremont? Since 1995. Okay. And have you lived in the particular uh, Christmas area that I've entire lived time? In, we've lived in that same house. Okay. Okay. Very cool. What do you enjoy about Fremont? What, is, what in Fremont is, uh, has, I mean, has been free, you've enjoyed living in Fremont, I'm assuming? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what, do you, what do you enjoy about Fremont the most? I originally liked moving here because uh, one of my brothers had, and I just felt it was so much less pretentious than Marin County mm. and the peninsula, you mm. know, since I had grown up in Marin County, I liked that it it felt more down to earth yeah. and um is just very family friendly and yeah. lots to do, athletic stuff to do, and nice parks and Yeah. That's cool. Um, it's been really good and we found, you know, it was good for our kids and mm. That's awesome. Have you uh, do you have some favorite places that you enjoy going, restaurants or just places around the community that you enjoy? Ah, oh, well, right here at Devout Coffee and then right. the skillets across the street. Oh, yeah. Those are awesome places to yeah. visit. And we love the parks. Mm-hmm. You know, we go hike and uh, jog along the Alameda Creek Trail. Yeah. Um, every Tuesday, my husband and I try to hike or bike, uh, like in Garin Park, Mission Peak, mm-hmm. Coyote Hills, mm-hmm. That's Vargas. Awesome. Those are all, we, we get some nature yeah. as well as a... a nice place to live. How much have you raised in the past and how much are you looking to raise? Like what would be like as people come and participate in this event that you guys put so much time and effort and money into, um, you know, making and making, making a, a beautiful display. Um, how much have you raised in the past and do you have a goal for what you want to raise this year? Well, I think that's why, some of the neighbors wanted to push for the extended schedule is that it is motivating to see actual quantifiable numbers Mm -hmm. and raise more money though. We don't, you know, we didn't worry that in 2020, it's like not going to happen. But since then, uh, 2021, we had raised the most money ever. And we keep, we've other than 2020, we've increased the amount of funds we've raised every year. Mm. And we raise um, tens of thousands of dollars every year. Oh, wow. That's and great. The exact amount. I think the treasure, you know, <laughs> yeah. they want to be safe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you know, the thing that I love about this too is, I mean, so much of what you said is really a big part. It, it reflects a lot of what, you know, my desire for the podcast is. And that is to bring people together from diverse backgrounds, different um, um ideas of religion or politics or whatever that are that live within our community and, and to bring different them ethnic to, backgrounds yeah, yeah absolutely. To, to bring them together around a bigger idea that that uh, helps us to be able to grow as a community and i think that it's great to see something like this that's been in existence for so long since the 1960s that has been uh inclusive that's been that's brought people 
together within a certain neighborhood and community and being able to display to uh, not just display it for the rest of the community, but also to um, try to raise funds and to contribute to some of these greater causes, which I think is, is pretty great. I think that's a good reason why people ought to get out and be a part of this. It's a, it's, it's really, really, um, I think it's a really great thing. You mentioned the website, um, and then, so they can give on, they can give online or they can give, there's a PayPal button on the website. Okay. There's a PayPal button on the website. Um, and if they wanted to know more about this, what are the best avenues for people to be connected with what you're doing and to know, and to, uh, um, to know what's coming up. Oh, I try to keep the website updated, which okay. is www.cripsmasplace.org. We are an organization, nonprofit. And frankly, my email address and phone number are on there. And feel free to contact me that way. Okay. Uh, it's a kind of amazing that if you have your contact information on a charity website, I, I really don't get any extra spam That's awesome. messages, Good. I think. That's great. Because they're like probably afraid that I'll ask them for money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> turn, you turn the tables on them. Yeah. That's great. Um, and you have a Facebook page as well, it looks like. Uh, yes. I'm yes, looking at this that card updated. that you brought. Let's see here. Yes. So, we keep both Facebook and Instagram up. I, other neighbors help with the publicity. Okay. That's great. Well, I think this is awesome. And, um, and if you are interested in being a part of uh, this experience, then... Um, says over 70 decorated homes on 6th Streets in North Fremont. That's pretty awesome. Um, so starting on December 10th all the way through December 28th, uh, you get the opportunity of contributing to this uh, this experience and um, these and and helping to raise um, monies for several different charities. Um, what a what a great what a great thing for our community. Yeah. So we encourage visitors to cruise around, see all the decorated homes, and then make sure you do get to the end of Wellington. Wellington Place is the most longest and most awesomely fully decorated street of Christmas Place. Now they really have the spirit, and the volunteers are all there handing out candy canes. And for five five separate dates, Santa and Mrs. Claus will wow, be there back okay. this year. Okay, and we will sometimes there's music groups too. That's awesome. And so you'll you'll hear the music and lights and. Yeah, it's really fun at the end of Wellington Place. That's great. Is there anything else that people should know about uh, their visit? Um, it is a residence. We do have two bright red garbage cans at the end of Wellington Place. Please feel free to put candy cane wrappers and your garbage and coffee cups in there, not on the ground, because otherwise it's the neighbors who have to pick up. We're, we're not an actual theme park like Disneyland where we've got a <laughs> we fleet got... of paid employees to come clean up. Right, right. So yeah. it would make the neighbors happier with That's that great. kind of respect. There are bathrooms at the nearby of Brookvale Shopping Center. Okay, awesome. Very good. Well, one um, thank you for uh, sharing all of this with us. I'm excited to get out again this year myself. I hope uh, people who listen to this uh, find the opportunity to get out. One of the other things that I hope to do on the podcast, at least through our social media, is I want to try to find the best decorated homes throughout the city of Fremont, and Christmas Place will be at the top of my list, but I'd like to get a number of other places that are decorated throughout the city of Fremont during the holidays and be able to share those destinations so that you can experience other uh, places as well, but you should not miss uh, Christmas place. So try to get out there if you can and support um, this great organization. Um, 
Thank you so much, Kate, for being on the podcast. And I really hope that um, this year is a, a largely successful year for you guys. We're excited. We think it's going to be probably the best one ever. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I can't wait to get out and see it. I can't wait to see the, what was it, the cheese the, the, <laughs> the flying spaghetti the monster flying spaghetti monster <laughs> there is also um some giant cupcakes someone made okay on one lawn that yeah they it's really inspired artistry by other okay. neighbors and okay. it's fun i'm like oh look what's going on there that's awesome well we'll check those out as well so well thank you for being on the podcast and um thank I'll, you for having me we'll see you soon yes <laughs> This episode was hosted and produced by Ricky B. I'm Gary Williams. Andrew Cavett is the editor. Music is provided through Soundstripe.com. You can find links to our social media and other content at thefremontpodcast.com. Be sure to subscribe wherever it is that you listen so you don't miss an episode. And if you're so inclined, leave a kind review so that others can find the podcast. Join us next week on the Fremont Podcast. This is Muggins Media. Thank you for listening to the Fremont Podcast. If you are an individual or a business that would like to be a sponsor partner on the podcast, please reach out at thefremontpodcast at gmail.com or you can go to our website, thefremontpodcast.com and you can reach out to us through our contact form. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing and thank you for your support.